Are you playing the the thing? <laughs> you can just ad lib it if you want, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> no, uh, I'm ready when you are. There we go. Oh. Here we go. It's 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 special episode nine time. Is it? So I, I actually just went back and looked at our Spotify thread. I think we skipped the number eight last time. Oh, well. Seven bonus episode and then <laughs> ten. So we can. Uh, <laughs> that's this just how it's going to roll. This is this bonus episode. nine. <laughs> this is bonus episode. I, I know that at least. <laughs> Probably. Uh, except definitely. So, uh, um, all you need to know is that it's special edition. We're going to be doing a combined Zorb and Gorb special. That's so, fair. If you, go, if you go look back at last season's episode, the one between 7 and 10, you'll find the same thing. <laughs> Don't pay attention to labeling. Just trust your gut. <laughs> all right. Um uh, is it question my question turn turn time? No, I think yours last time was who is older, Nicolas Cage or Tom oh, No. <laughs> so I get to ask the question. Okay, your turn. Um. Okay. You can do it, Gorb. I believe in you. Yeah, I can do it. Um. The question okay. is coming the question soon. Is going to, the question is going to be... Um... <laughs> it's hard. Just keep us lying and wait then, Gorb. <laughs> uh, the question is going to be... <laughs> the, here, it uh... is, here it is, here it is. What uses more electricity? Oh, God. One... Regular old incandescent light bulb, or a one-hour charge of your cell phone. You're definitely googling this. I don't want to google. Yeah, this. I'm gonna try. Uh, can you just Google light bulb light bulb wattage one hour? <laughs> no, I can't. What was okay, the question? Okay, well, just take again? your choice. Which one do you think it is? Which what? What was the? What were the? Uh, one-hour cell phone charge or uh, two hours incandescent light bulb usage? Oh God. Uh, doesn't the doesn't the type of cell phone matter? Uh, we're just going smartphone. Whatever comes. Okay. Up. Uh, I'm going smartphone. Let's go smartphone. One hour smartphone. Two hour incandescent light bulb. I like how it took you a long time to figure out what your idea was going to be, and then you literally came up with a light bulb. Oh, <laughs> uh, well said. Okay, so here we go. What is it? I'm figuring it out. There's an electricity usage of a. Uh... Cell phone charger. Uh, calculator. Gorb is pulling a beautiful mind over there. Okay, so we're talking a, for one hour, this site's saying five watts. X plus Y minus delta divided by the method, the formula, Pythagorean. That's what it is, right? That's how you calculate wattage. Yeah. Um, hold on. <laughs> okay. Uh, which one did you pick? Uh, I picked smartphone. Okay. Um, this is actually comes as a surprise to me, and I could totally have Googled this wrong, but incandescent light bulbs use about 60 watts, whereas the average cell phone charge only uses five. Oh my goodness. Hour. 
You're so, just hustling. You knew that the whole time, Gorb. I did not. Also, my my math may be totally wrong, but uh, oh, you didn't use the delta Pythagorean. Yes, I did not. Um, there you go. I did not. Okay, um, Gorb. You, I think, for maybe the fourth week in a row, <laughs> get to decide. Oh, uh, well, I think um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna give it to you to decide. No, that's, that's no, my that's, decision. That's uh, it's not something that can be gifted. This isn't uh, Macklemore at the Grammys, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, um, so it's either the choice of going first or finishing, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with finishing. Okay, I so mean, that would uh, mean that I would go first. You would go first, and I would come up with the prompt. Okay, let's right. do it. Okay, you got to get a 15 minute timer. Yeah, I can get it. I can get a 15 minute. math is hard <laughs> just you gotta start practicing with your deltas ah yes the deltas um classic. Yeah, well, well all I those forget? other jocks were working on their deltoids <laughs> i was working is, on uh, my deltas that is that's the prompt ready um no tell me, why <laughs> tell me about the first time humanity ever found a practical use for deltas. I don't know what that is, but you can you can come up with that on your own. 15 okay, minutes sounds starting good. now. Okay. Um there was uh this this planet um that uh was discovered by this little known like astrophysicist who was alive during the 80s, right? But what you don't know is that he was assassinated, okay? Mm -hmm. But in order for you to know why his assassination happened and why it's important, you need to know more about him. And in order for you to know more about him, we have to go back to his childhood, okay? Mm -hmm. He was born... In the Soviet Union, okay, okay. Uh, young Vorvo, Vorvo, young young Vorvo. Last name? Um, Restmaninov. Uh, that's actually not that bad. I can't complain. Okay, Vorvo Restmaninov. Yes, <laughs> and he he grew up. Uh, in this situation in which he had to be taken care of by his two older sisters, right? Whose names yeah. were Maria and Sophia, okay? So Maria and Sophia, they kind of had to take in Vorvo when he was but a little boy. They were both in their 20s, and he was only like five. You know, kind of big age difference there. But Just his, a wee lad. His parents, they, uh, they went missing, okay? They were, um, they were, they were kidnapped uh, by basically a foreign government in order to try and use them as collateral but it didn't work out, so the foreign government just killed them. Which foreign government? We still don't know. <laughs> okay. You can probably guess, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're still living in Russia at this time, right? Or the Soviet Union. Yes, that's okay. correct. So, you know, <clears throat> they're way out in, like, the the Russian boonies, right? Not anywhere near the very populated centers. Siberia? Uh, pretty much, yeah, pretty much in Siberia, but like in the liv livable areas, if you call it that. <laughs> and winter's okay. about to hit, and Vorvo has his things, and he moves into uh, Maria and Sophia's uh, apartment. Okay, it's it's a tiny where they are. It's the boonies. I called it the boonies, but it's really like just a tiny city, right? Com if you're comparing it to like Saint Petersburg, it's a tiny city. Uh, of the What's name the population of, rough estimate uh 10,000 okay that 
fifty thousand. There you go, fifty thousand. <laughs> okay. Added to ten thousand, sixty thousand. <laughs> okay. Now delta is something that helped me figure out that math that I just told you. <laughs> oh yes, the delta. But I cannot explain why, because delta has a lot to do with the altering of reality. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Delta has something to do with being able to change reality in real time. Okay? Basically... Isn't that just living life? No. (laughs) (laughs) You can change minute facts to be what happened in the past if you understand the, the mathematics of Delta, right? So let's say you're at a baseball game and the 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 hit is coming towards you directly, but then it skews a little bit to the left, and some loser named Danny <laughs> grabs the ball instead of you. You, using Delta, could change the reality, and the ball would end up in your hand. Sounds like there's something uh, something personal going on there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Danny may or may not come back. Okay, all right. But Vorvo, um, you know, he grew up in the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and he was smart as a whip, right? He, they did, like, so Sophia and Maria, they would both, like, tutor him, and then as soon as he understood a concept, he would start explaining it back to them, right? Like, they were so amazed. They, like, were really good, like, sister parents for him, and they, like, took care of him and all this kind of stuff. And then, all of a sudden, both of them were poisoned one day, right? He came home, and they were both, like, collapsed, and one of their faces was in a bowl of cereal, and one of them was reading Cosmonaut magazine. <laughs> wait, wait, what was the magazine called? Cosmonaut magazine. Okay. You know, common Russian... <laughs> Liter- literary they did really excel in sciences <laughs> and you know most people you know would would you know be suspicious but you know it it was laid out to look like they had done it to themselves right but vorvo they knew decided that. to go out eating cereal and reading <laughs> cosmonaut magazine <laughs> well that's what the note said Oh, okay. How old is is Vorbo right now? Is he going to get... He's he's 10 at this point, right? Okay, all right. And and he he reads the note and it it says, We both went out doing our favorite things. (laughs) Eating cereal and reading Cosmonaut magazine, which were their favorite things. But Vorbo... Just to clarify for this crime scene (laughs) photo, which one was eating cereal and which one was reading Cosmonaut magazine? Sophia cereal. Maria was a reader, right? Okay. And he read the note, and it was in their handwriting. But like he both knew of them wrote the note, or just one? The top half was by one. <laughs> the second half was... Listen, I could go into the specifics of the note. Second halfway through, Sophia goes, sorry, Maria really wanted to read that next paragraph, so I'm going to finish this note. <laughs> by the way, I'm eating cereal, my favorite thing. <laughs> So Vorbo Vorbo was like, you know, they didn't do this, right? But he he kind of tried to figure out what happened and was never able to. But suspiciously enough, a week or so later, after, you know, the local people kind of helped him, the government shows up and they're like, we need you to come work on this project. So he always kind of thought in the back of his mind that the government was behind it, right? Yeah. How much time do I have? Uh, yeah, you have, um, you got time. You got seven minutes. Okay. The government so, wants him to work on the project, but he's still 10, right? Yeah. Yes. He's still he's 10 like years old. He's a child prodigy kind of thing? Pretty much. Okay. And like, you know, he, you know, Soviet Union at that point uh, was basically the government knew everything that was going on and teachers had basically reported that he was like a super genius, right? And it went up and up and up. And uh, so he's brought on. About 
10 years go by, right? He is working on various projects. He helps the Soviets figure out various technologies that like basically help them at certain points through the Cold War. And this is around 1990 now. Wait, like, we I go thought all... he died in the 80s. I mean, <laughs> also, that's Delta at work again. Like 91? In, in this world, the, 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 the time just shifted, okay? And he... Was that due to the Delta? He, yes, exactly. Listen, it's hard to tell a story about Delta because time shifts constantly and details are always changed. But I'm doing my best, the best I can. You're doing great. <laughs> so... Now, he didn't die in the 80s. He died in the 90s. So he gets through, he helps the Soviet Union throughout the, you know, Cold War. But towards the end of helping them, he escapes, right? And he decides to go to the U.S. Ooh. In order to get back at Russia because he always thought that they were behind the murder of his sisters, right? And his parents? Oh, no, no, no. The parents were... Never mind. I, I forgot. The parents were kidnapped by, by a certain foreign... nation. Yes, okay. So he goes over to um, the United States, and he's, left. he's 25 at this point, and the time period is a certain time period in time. And basically, the, the United States government tells him about, you know, this secret project that's going on because uh, basically they know of uh, some wars that might happen in the Middle East uh, coming up, you know, later on in time. <laughs> so they they bring him into this secret lab. And at this mm -hmm. point, he actually has a family in the United States. Okay. You know, like he wife met, or like wife and children? He met or... a wife named... Uh, Paula, and he met, uh, and they they had uh, they have a little dog named Roar. Okay. Born. Okay. Was it corn? Born like corn with a V. <laughs> okay. Alla is his wife, and their dog yes. is named Born. Do they have any? Yes. Kids? Exactly. No, they don't. Okay. Just Born. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they have. They, they would refer to him as their child. They love Born so much. You what know, kind of Paula wanted born? to name him Vanilla Pudding. He wanted to name him Corn. There, there you go. Compromise. Born. The key to how a much, successful marriage. How much time do I have left? Uh, three minutes and thirty seconds left. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. Give me a cliffhanger to end it on. So, we have a minute left. He's he's he lives in uh, Tampa, Florida now. Okay, okay? and he's he uh, gets uh, he basically has to live under like a pseudonym, and like his family's kind of like hidden because they always know that the Russians are trying to find him. So he basically like had to go through all these acting classes in order to like disguise his like accent and all this kind of stuff, right? In this, Paul, uh, in this, uh, Paula does Delta not timeline? know that Did he the, is a secret this, okay. scientist from Russia. She thinks he is an American citizen. <laughs> what is? What does she think he does for work? Um, he's the owner of a pudding factory <laughs> in Tampa. Okay. Didn't I just mention she wanted to name him? <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Vanilla pudding. That's how they met. But it doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay. All right. Two minutes, um, 30 seconds. So, basically, he gets a call from his boss, mm -hmm. um, Sergio. And uh, Sergio is, like, one of the heads of, like, the CIA, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, we had a breakthrough on this thing, but we need you to come in and look at it. He's like, I have not even in, you know... Uh, the pudding factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm working at my fake job right now. Like, I can't come through. And he's like, you need to come right now. He's like, I don't know anything about this project. Like, why do you need me, Sergio? And, you, you know, they bring him in anyway. And I forgot the name of our main character. 
Oh fuck. <laughs> Vorvo Ramasano. Vorvo, okay. Vorvo, yeah. Vorv, right? <laughs> they bring they bring Vorv in and they they like bring him out to the middle of like this desert in Arizona. They fly him out. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be seen for miles. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, Sergio, you know, they're in this like military jeep, and they get out, and he there's a tall cactus, and he turns one of the cactus arms like a lever, like a slot machine. And I'm avoiding the thorns, or um... <laughs> Vorv is like, did that hurt? And he's like, yeah, it hurt a lot. <laughs> it's a good barrier to entry. <laughs> and then the cactus. The cactus basically tum like bows down, and then a giant door flips up out of the dirt, right? And they mm-hmm. they start to go down this like staircase in the middle of the desert. Oh, I Dang. thought it was gonna be more like an elevator, but staircase will do. <laughs> well, it's pretty soon it could change. <laughs> it's a staircase it's to the elevator. <laughs> it was an elevator. Little did you know. <laughs> So they go take the elevator seconds. down, and they get off on floor number seven. Okay, Ooh. it opens. Mm-hmm. How much time is left? Fifteen seconds. You can draw it out if you want. And they take a few steps in, and Vorv, his eyes go wide, and he sees something that he's never seen before. Three, two, one. Okay, Gorb. 15 minutes on the clock. All right. Here we go, Gorb. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, and go. So, Vorv, um, they're on level 7 with his, uh, his commander, Serge, Sergio, for long. Um, Vorv and Serge. Vorv and Serge. They, they both shorned it because it was, a, it was just really complicated. Like the way the email domain system works at the CIA, it really just, it didn't look good for either of them. It's um, also better for Delta. Yeah, code names. Um, so they get down to level seven. Um, you know, yep. classic, you know, level seven stuff going on down there. <laughs> Everything's seven. Well, you that's know, what you usually know what I mean. happens. Level seven is usually filled with classic level seven stuff. And we so, all know this, <laughs> of course. Well, I just I'm just reiterating. For you, you don't need to state the obvious. Well, yes. Well, maybe I do, because um, <laughs> when Serge walks in, Serge and Vor, when they walk in, yep. and uh, you know, Serge flicks the light switch on. First thing Vor even notices. Before um, the light, because it's like one of those like uh, basement scenes in Indiana Jones where it takes a minute for all the lights to hit on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's like massive. rows of lights. Yeah, level seven's like one of the largest levels. Um, <laughs> we already know that the light switch was on the wrong side of what is usually level seven, mm-hmm. at least according to the architecture diagrams he was sent and the the prepared before meeting email. Yeah, um, and so. Uh, what's his name? Worf. <laughs> his eyes are so wide with shock, and he his like his mouth is gasping. And Serge is like, "You see that?" And he's like, "Wow! Oh, fuck! <laughs> fuck me! Fucking wolves!" And he's <laughs> like, "I know, right?" So the wolves are usually on level six. There's <laughs> a lot of <laughs> A lot of fucking wolves. Um, why? Why are they there? It's a different story entirely. When they flip on the light switch, um, first thing that Sir Vorb uh, says is, "Oh fuck, wolves!" Like it's just like there's the wolves should not be there. They, they're there, but they should be. They should. They should be one floor above, ideally. <laughs> you never want to keep wolves below level six. You don't. You don't um, want to know. But I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. Um, So so Serge is like, yeah, I know, right? It's like, this doesn't make sense. Are they loose? No. You know, I mean, some are, but they're like in the back and it's not really, they're armed, the guys, you know, it's not really a concern. They're pretty tame wolves, actually. Okay. Like dogs. (laughs) They're trained. 
It's sort of a it's sort of a special ops. Do they take care of the facility? <laughs> it's it's really not essential little plot. Okay, so, okay. What you need to know though is wait. Okay. Level seven usually contains classic level seven stuff, not wolves, and yeah. that's really the the point. That, that's what was so shocking. Yeah, it it should be filled with just regular old normal boring typical level seven stuff yeah it's but you know just, just the idea that they were on <laughs> seven not six total shock the wolves nobody are in fine. the whole of the cia associates level seven with wolves so really you know not even in russia do they keep the wolves on level seven so it's really it's very taboo um <laughs> and so the first thing borb says when he looks at serge is like First off, how did you do this? Second off, we got to get these wolves off fucking level seven. It's bad juju. And Serge's like, yeah, I know. It was more of a demo. And he flips the second switch and then boom, back to regular old level seven stuff. Oh, yeah, there you go. Just First off, every, everybody, everybody breathes a sigh of relief. Oh, even the now wolves. they don't have to the talk about are, it yeah, anymore. No, even the wolves are relieved. They don't like being on seven either. Um, <laughs> Sergio's so, cheeks all rosy. Yeah, it's, it's, the, the mood has... Everyone's relaxed. The wolves are off level seven. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, so now, so Surge is like, you know, Warp, the real reason I brought you here is uh, it wasn't about, you know, putting wolves on level seven. <laughs> I promise. I promise. And he's like, it was more about how I could flip a switch and switch the levels. Have you ever heard of a concept called Deltas? And um, Vorb is like, I am somewhat familiar, you know, like trying to play it cool because he had yeah. to let the CIA know everything he used to do, uh, right? Got to keep some secrets. Yeah. So he's like, um, yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. Um, seems like you guys have sort of figured it out pretty well. And Serge is like, yes, but. The deltas in this sort of delta equation, they're not a hundred percent right. Do you want to go down to level thirteen with me? And they walk outside of level seven, close the door, green lights on, which indicates no wolves. Oh, <laughs> did they even check? What do you, What do you mean? That, that I guess they didn't check for the light on floor seven. Well, anyway. I mean, it, it was more so, yeah, dramatic. You know, I didn't. I didn't need to really include that. It's just so shocking. It would be more likely it would be a light failure. Honestly, it would the, actually the less... be wolves on level seven. I I'm even uncomfortable on by proxy. <laughs> exactly. So um, so yeah. So they get back on the the staircase down one flight to the elevator, and then they go down to uh, level thirteen. And they show up at level thirteen. <laughs> Wait, they took the stairs to get. Yeah, okay. so the elevators like um they're not on the same floor that the level has. It's like one of those things where you gotta go down to like a safety precaution floor. Yeah, it's the elevator bank. Yep. It's a wolf safety precaution. Wolves are not very good with stairs, so yep. yeah, standard. So move. floor thirteen. Floor thirteen. Thank you for getting me back on track. Um so they walk into floor thirteen. First thing they notice is there's like some some armed guards outside. And behind, like, the steel barrier doors, um, you know, the, there's there's level 13. But to the side, there's, like, a conference room. So first they bring Warp into the conference room. And it's filled with, like, a like one of those fancy math nerd plexiglass whiteboards. It's just got a lot of deltas on it. Yeah. Know? That's and how you have to do it. Exactly. And so Serge says... Vorf, you know, you're the best damn putting factory mathematician the CIA has hired in a while. Um, we need you to take a look at this equation. We know there's something wrong. Um, and so it was basically like, take deltas and wolves and then get, you know, um, Cold War never happened at the end, but it didn't really work out that way. <laughs> if you're wondering, that's what half of the wolves are there for. <laughs> They're necessary for the That's what they do. Yeah. Um, so he's looking at the board and he can like, it's a very complex equation. A lot of deltas in there. Yeah. So off the charts. Off the chart amount of deltas. Um, time check? There's a lot of delts. A lot of delts. Time check? 
Seven minutes. Okay. You you gotta deal with the hand you've been dealt. I have been dealt a lot of deltas, let me tell you. So Serge is explaining the situation. So, you know, they grab a coffee, you know, two milk, no sugars. Um, they sit down and they're like, listen, Borv, we tried the Delta. Um, we tried to make it so that the Cold War never happened. And Borv is like, okay, I follow. Um, that's a that's a pretty stupid move from like a physics perspective. You might have uh, broken reality in itself. And Serge is like, no, don't worry. Yeah, so far, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Basically, all we did was erase the 80s, and it, we just we just fixed it in post, and now it's the 90s. Um, <laughs> I thought something felt different. <laughs> exactly. That's what he says. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, so did everybody else. So we started this rumor about something called the Mandela Effect. Anyway. <laughs> we also messed up some, like, kids' book theme, too. It's really throwing people. Um, and the other thing that happens... <laughs> Is instead of erasing the Cold War, <laughs> level 13, go look at the light, Worf. The light is fucking red. Oh. You know what that means? You know what that means, Zorb? What What does that mean? <laughs> it means there's wolves on level 13. No! <laughs> so, so, Serge is briefing, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Worf on the situation. They're like, listen, Worf, you know. The, the the 80s never happened. We fixed it in post. It's the 90s now. It's not a big deal. Um, we can take care <laughs> of that. What we can't have is fucking wolves on level 13. Nope. It's, it's too many levels down for wolves. And he's like, fuck, what did you guys fucking do? And they're like, you know, we got fucking wolves on 13, man. So they're like, we need to pull an all-nighter. We need to fix this equation stat, right? Time check? Uh, five minutes. Okay, so Vorv is like, all right, let's get cracking. Do you have any other like physicists or mathematicians here? And they're like, we had um like a really famous one who was helping us out. Sadly, he went into level 13 to check it out. We only got his arm now. So yeah, those wolves are not happy they're on the such <laughs> level level. So it's just going to be you, man. Of course they'd be upset. Obviously. Um, so Vorv is like, he's doing the deltas and shit. A lot of, lot of this math going on. Putting a delta here. Yeah. Putting a delta up there. Yeah. And then he's erasing some and like putting others, you know. Erasing <laughs> it. Putting it back. A lot of deltas going on there. Eventually it got so intense. They even brought in a chalkboard, an actual chalk. Oh my God. The, the plexiglass couldn't handle they it. couldn't anymore. handle it. Too many deltas for the plexiglass. It was too heavy. They get heavy. That's what happens. That's what happens, you know? So it's it's been like two days. You know, Ola's calling, you know? Um, and it, you mean Paula? Like, what'd you say? You mean Paula? Oh, I thought it was Ola. Well, either way, Paula's calling. Um, <laughs> she's like, you know, Vorv, where are you at? You know, we're running out of dog food for Vorn, our, our dog. <laughs> um, you haven't been home from the pudding factory in like three days. Uh, I'm a little concerned. And Serge is like, yeah, dude, you definitely can't tell your wife about this. We'll have to kill you. Um, <laughs> I'm working really hard on the pudding. He's working real hard. Um, but it's not looking good, right? So... What's happening behind that door is the wolves are starting to tunnel. Oh, and these no. aren't you're just you're, these are not just regular wolves. These are like delta, you know, infected fucking wolves. Like they've yeah. got, you know, delta capabilities. It's like it's yes. far worse than just getting rid of the 80s and making it the 90s. Exactly. You can't you fix can't, you can't let those out. You can't fix those in post. Yeah, it's too bad. Um so he's still crunching deltas, or did he? Did he? He's, he's crunching deltas, but it just doesn't add up, right? Like something's not right, right? Like, it, you know, the premise is valid. Take wolves and deltas, erase the Cold War. That all makes sense. Yes, but done. the outcome, it just it doesn't make sense. Like, why would there be wolves on level thirteen? Like, yeah. in what possible delta reality could that even such an abomination occur? I Oh my god. I know. So um 
So, so what does what what does uh what does Vorv do? Well, he's doing everything he can, but it seems like the math is it's just it just doesn't add up. Almost like it has it has a a mind of its own, right? Those deltas. Mm-hmm. So Surge is obviously he's getting stressed. He's fucking you know chain smoking, you know <laughs> drinking coffee. He's not even putting milk in it now. He's so scared of the fucking wolves. His inner Russians coming out. <laughs> So he, he calls his boss. He calls us the, the head of the department, the Delta. The head of the, head of the CIA? Yeah, yeah. The the, the mathy division. Um, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, hey, hey, um, hey, Jim, um, we got a problem down here. He's like, yeah, I'm well aware. Um, Vorf can't seem to figure it out. Uh, is there anybody else we can pull in? And they're like, no, sadly, uh, the wolves already got Neil deGrasse Tyson in New York. They've made it there, so there's what not much else we can do. Um, we that man have, a box. <laughs> we may have another way of motivating him. And Serge is like, "What time check? Uh, forty-five seconds." Okay, all right. I'm gonna end this on the cliffhanger. All right. This is some top secrets. This is Jim saying it to Serge. Uh, countdown from five when I get there. Um, all right. But. We have Vorn's parents. <sighs> and Serge is like, wait, what? And he's like, listen, <laughs> we killed his sisters, or the Russians did. But you know what's a good way to motivate him? To threaten to kill his parents. <laughs> oh my God. Um, That'll get him like, moving. How much time? 10 seconds. And so Serge is like, that's fucked up, man. And Jim is like, yeah, I know. How soon can we get like a crank, crane and like a shark tank, you know, James Bond kind of shit for level 13 with the wolves? And Serge is like, I could probably do that in a, like two days. I'm like, cool. We'll ship the parents to you on the train. Get this shit fixed. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. All right, here we All go. Right. Part, part three, four. Part three. Okay. Now, here's the thing. As soon as uh, Serge is told what he has to do in order to motivate Vorv to figure out the Deltas, he he's a military man, okay? He's like, ah, this sucks. But he, at the same time, he's like, I, I do what I'm ordered to do. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, they're sitting across across the table from each other. You know, Vorv is enjoying his vanilla pudding, reminiscing of home, trying to re recenter himself he in order to, to be back at the pudding factory to, to make the deltas work, right? And Serge looks at him from across the table and he says, "Vorv, uh, I have something I have to tell you." And Vorv is like, yeah, sure, man. What's up? Anything. <laughs> I really, I really, uh, I really appreciate your support here. I'm trying my best. You know what I mean? He goes, uh, we're gonna kill it. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Sorry, can I hear that again? He started laughing a little bit because one of those people like laughs in like awkward moments. Like he can't help it. Yeah. He goes, we're gonna kill your parents if you don't finish this within the next hour. And he goes, <laughs> he's like, like. You're joking, right? My parents are already dead. What are you talking about? Uh, he's like, uh, we have them. Uh, here's a picture. And he holds up his phone. And there they are. Okay? And Vorv realizes that he's not kidding. And that picture seems too legit of what his parents would look like if they aged properly. And he's like, he he goes for him. Like, he tries to, like, punch him out. But Serge... Uh, or the higher-ups already knew that that was going to happen, so a couple people barge in, they hold him down, and they 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 show live footage of, you know, his parents are just kind of, like, uh, eating inside of a jail cell, and then they show one guy kind of leaning forward, holding this big, like, Bowie knife, and he's like, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then Vorv is like, do you know what this is going to do with the wolves? <laughs> And Serge, Serge is like, I don't know. I don't understand the Deltas like you do. He goes, listen, every time we try an experiment where we push too hard on the Deltas, more of the Time Wolves come in 
in order to, you know, basically create more of themselves in our reality, okay? Every time we mess with the timelines, the wolves keep appearing. You're supposed to keep them in one break of reality on floor number seven. But clearly that did not happen. They were supposed to stay on floor number six. That did not happen either. And now they're on floor 13. And if I mess with the deltas again, the time wolves will come back. And did you see them tunneling? They are going to escape. And then they're going to start breaking reality in other places other than underground. Did you hear? Did you hear what you said? You called my wife Ola. (laughs) That's because... Reality broke briefly in this room. We cannot let that happen again. Her name is Poe. Oh no, I can't remember her name, Sergio. (laughs) And Serge goes, listen, I like you, Vorv, but you have to do what you have to do. And Vorv goes, I know, I know. So he starts to line the deltas. He puts them in a line. No one had thought of this before. (laughs) Revolutionary concept. And the wolves who are tunneling start to shift back into the room, right? And from a multitude of wolves, they conglomerate into one wolf. Is it like a mega wolf or just like a... Just a a regular regular size wolf, but instead of like hundreds all wandering around the room. (laughs) It's just one now. It's just one. Okay. They're all friendly, but if there's too many, you know what happens. They get, you know they what get happens. wily. Yeah. Start digging. <laughs> they start digging. When they start digging, we start losing. <laughs> so he keeps lining up the deltas, one after another, one after another, line after line, line, line after line. And then the wolf starts to transcend up back up to floor number six. You and Sergio is crying tears of joy. <laughs> His cheeks have become less rosy, and he starts to feel more like himself. And he says, God damn it, Vorv, you did it. And Vorv says, I would feel joy right now, but yet my parents, and then. Sergio holds up his phone. He goes, I never had your parents, Vorv. That was a reality break. They are dead. Wait, what? Okay, all right. And Vorv is like, oh, it's all coming back now. My memory's changed. (laughs) But now I see that that wasn't the reality. We're getting back closer to the original reality. Wait, go turn on the television. They bring in a television, and they turn on the news. And they're like, who's president? (laughs) And a newscaster very conveniently is like, it's March 15th, 1984. Uh, So glad we have um, Michael Jackson here, as well as Richard Simmons, enjoy for your enjoyment on our daily. There talk was also show program. a photo of Michael Jackson too, so it really, really cemented the uh, the time. Exactly. Yeah. And he's like, "My God, you're bringing it back to where we should be." And Vorb doesn't stop. He's on his like fourth Delta line. Okay. Really, really cramming through the deltas. He's cramming those deltas. Okay. How much time do I have? I was wondering when you were going to ask. You have eight minutes left. <laughs> okay. So. And then remember, I got to tie it all in after you. <laughs> Sergio, you know, is like, guards, uh, you can, you can let him go. Or you can, you can, you can, uh, you can. Flying back to Tampa? We're, 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 we're safe now. But Vorv remembers that even though that that version of reality is now false, Sergio decided to betray him in the reality in which his parents were alive. <laughs> okay, I might so need to work out this uh, this story on a flowchart with some deltas. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know that. Well, we all already knew this that delta lines is the proper way to do it, but back then they didn't know. That's okay. why they really started hammering in penmanship in the 80s in school. <laughs> you know, now script is out the window. How are they going to do it right now? 
so um as soon as the guards leave vorv clicks his shoe and on the bottom of his shoe he has a special knife right and as soon as the guards are gone he he goes up behind sergio and he holds his knife back up behind uh back up behind sergio's neck and he goes where's my real wife wait what (laughs) (laughs) and Sergio goes how did you know and Vorv goes I've been with it the whole time you said it yourself I know Delta's better than you and he goes tell me tell me where the real one is and he goes, she's in Puerto Rico. She's in Puerto Rico. And he goes, I know her name was never Paula. Or Ola? Or Ola. It's Rambo. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What is it? <laughs> Rambo Ramanasana? It's Rambo. Okay. And I'm I'm not straight. I'm gay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You really thought you could get away with a fake dog named Born? <laughs> How dumb are you guys? You guys got sloppy in post. And he goes, he goes, where in Puerto Rico? And he goes, in facility number 12. He goes, that can't be true. Facility number 12 was, was destroyed. And he goes, well, now we call it Delta 8. Shit. He, goes, he goes, ah, thank you. And he slits his throat. And Sergio dies. And Vorv slips out of the compound, right? Some of the guards were like, oh, hey, Sergio's coming. He's like, yeah, he's on his way. <laughs> Just took the staircase up to the elevator and then, you know, up to the next staircase. No, exactly. The staircase, cactus. elevator, staircase. We all know this. And, you know, Sergio lies there dead and Vorv leaves the compound and before he goes to Puerto Rico he stops back at his his house mm-hmm. his, his not fake house his yeah. fake house right is, is and Paula there Paula is, is there okay and he goes up to Paula and he says hey honey uh, I'm back home from the pudding factory <laughs> and she and she goes oh it's so good to have you home I made your favorite and he goes what is my favorite Paula and she goes, uh, Crab Rangoon, just like always. <laughs> and he goes, he pulls out his gun. And she goes, honey, what are you doing? And he goes, it was never Crab Rangoon. <laughs> oh, all right. And he fires a shot into her leg and she goes, Ugh, and falls on the ground. And she goes, how did you find out? And he goes, I always knew. And I tried all of your terrible food. And I never enjoyed one bite. And then he fires one more shot into her temple and she's gone. And then also, he kicks the vanilla dog. Vanilla pudding leaves. is a stupid name for a dog. <laughs> he goes, he goes, born. And he kicks the dog and he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And he catches the first like flight that he can to Puerto Rico. He makes it over to Puerto Rico and he's starting to make his way to Delta eight. Right. And we all know that this is the compound where a certain compound was developed using deltas. Ooh. Right. The Delta eight compound. Yes. So he goes in and he's got the sheet of deltas that he used to reconform reality. Is it just, like, written on, like, a piece of graph paper? You know, like an index card. (laughs) Okay, alright. If you don't put the deltas in the right spot, you know what happens, okay? How much time do I have? You have have two minutes and 50 seconds. Only Um, the lines on an index card really guide you. You you didn't need to know this, but the audience needs to know this. Okay, can, can anyone just take the index card from him and then they gotta I mean, know how to write it, deltas. Obviously, yeah. Gorb. Did you for, did you take your history lessons? I'm sorry, too many deltas. I was never really good at uh, deltas. Uh, well, I mean, it's obvious to all of us now. 
Okay. What are you going to tell me next? You don't know your ABCs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. I mean, definitely takes, not my Greek ones. <laughs> he takes his index card. The first index card, Gorb. Okay? Okay. Yeah, the the first the Delta, Delta index card. And he goes up to the facility, and one of the guards is there. He's like, hey, what's up, Vorb? Um, uh, I Wait, didn't know They you know got... him down in Puerto I... Rico? He knows, he knows all the people who work on this project, but... Okay. He, you know, the guard is like, I didn't know you knew about this uh, this location. And Vorb is like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, Sergio told me. He goes, uh, Sergio had strict, uh, like... He couldn't tell anybody, and then Vorb goes, "Oh, too bad!" And he stabs him in the eyes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, "Ah, oh, too bad!" <laughs> and then he pushes him aside, adds a couple deltas, and uh, the. Was there a reason he added the deltas? Well, he added the deltas because, as he is getting closer to, the 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 force within this compound, reality is starting to shift again. Right, Ooh, not good. so he basically had to stop that guard from ever realizing that he knew about the compound. Right? I mean, come on. I mean, it totally makes sense. You got a minute left to leave it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> so he goes to the first elevator stair, and he clicks the button for Delta Eight. He goes past the first floor. Past the second floor, past the sixth floor, where the wolves should be, and he stops there, takes a peek. The wolves are still in the right place. That's good. That's good. That's a good sign. He takes a big sigh of relief, adds another delta to his index card. Okay. He goes further down to floor seven. He has to check again. You know, he just. You really got to be sure sure about the wolves. The wolves are not on floor number seven. So he opens the floor, takes a peek out. No howling. Ten seconds. And then he goes to floor eight. And the door opens. And his eyes are wide. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready for part four, Gorb? All right. Part four. Timer started? It's going now. Okay. So we have... Voro, Vorv for short. He's in Delta 8, looking for his husband Rambo. Just gets down to level 8, opens the door. His eyes are wide open. Do you know what he sees on level 8? What? You, you might think it would be wolves, but it's not. Oh, no, you know it's not. Nothing. <sighs> now, at this precise moment, moment, I'm going to use that word loosely here. There's a couple of guys out in a bar in Kansas City. And one of our guys is named uh, uh, Jimmy Good old Vorn. Jimmy Vorn. Jimmy Vorn. Jimmy Vorn. Um, Jimmy Vorn. Like the dog? Like the dog, yeah. Last name, at least. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Vaughn is out with his coworkers celebrating. He's his his life is going great. You know, he's I just got married. Also, he just made partner as an accounting at his accounting firm. Oh wow. And Jimmy Vaughn, he's he's a lover of mathematics. Great guy. Really all around great guy. All star, if you will. Yeah, he's just a good dude. Yep. So they're out. It's Friday, you know. Rabbit drinks, living it up. And he's just celebrating he made partner at the firm because he's so good with numbers. And he goes <laughs> up to the uh, to the bar and he's going to cash out, right? He's going to cash yeah. out. And he's a little tipsy, so he's chatty. And he sees this guy next to him, right? And this guy, um, he was kind of drunk. He's like, ah, I haven't seen you around here before, man, in this part of uh, Kansas City at this bar. Uh, what's your name? And the guy looks at him and he says, my name is Jimmy Born. Born says his date of birth, married to says his wife. Basically tells them every detail about his life. You might think okay, weird stalker internet search kind of thing, but do they look the same? Things. What? Do they look the same? Well, hear, hear me out. He tells him things that he has never told a soul. Not a therapist, not a priest, like things like he 
So no, they're having a long no. conversation at this point. No, no, the guy is telling Jimmy things that he has not told anyone. Oh my god! Right? So it's like, uh, Jimmy's like, this is fucking weird. So he goes back <laughs> to his friends. Um, he's like, do you guys see that guy over there? Like, and they're like, dude, you're fucked. Uh, you've been having, you've been drinking too much. Here, have some of this Delta Eight and chill out. Um, <laughs> and he looks back, and the guy's not there. Oh, thank god! Like, I guess I just drank too much and. Took too much Delta Eight. Yep, that's uh, what I'm, I'm gonna, Delta Eight. Yeah, I'm gonna take a cab home. All right, so he gets back to his his nice upper middle class house apartment thing in Kansas City. In Kansas City. Yeah, doesn't matter which Kansas City for the story. It's yeah, Kansas. Duh. It's the better one. They're in the better <laughs> Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't need to know which one that is. There are multiple Kansas cities in if many directions. Who's been to both would probably know. But anyway, depends on back. how you read the deltas. He goes exactly. So he goes back, gets home late. He's drunk. I mean, his wife's nice, so she like you know gets him some water, goes to bed. His wife's name, by the way, is uh, Rabiola. It's Rabiola. Rabbi with a B. Rabiola. Yeah. Yes. It's Eastern European. You don't oh. really, you know. Sorry to be insensitive. It, that, exactly. Get it together. Um, yeah, come on. So he wakes up the next morning. He's like, he, he calls his wife Rabbi, right? Okay. Yeah, Rabbi. Rabbi. So he's like, hey, Rabbi, um, I had this really fucking weird experience at the bar last night. And it's kind of freaking me out. And she's like, well, what happened? And she tells him about the dude. And she's like, listen, you probably just got too fucking drunk. Like, don't worry about it. It's like, I don't know. He's just, it doesn't make sense. And she's like, well, you know, Terry, who owns O'Grimacy Pub in Kansas City? <laughs> you know, you guys are friends. You go back. Um, why don't you just stop by? It's Saturday day. He'll be there. He always knows who's going in that bar, right? So he can, yeah. he can tell you if there's a, a guy there, right? If you were talking to anybody last night, and I was like, all right, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That'll ease my fears. You're a good wife, Rabbi, short for Rabiola. <laughs> you, you are a good wife. And we have a good dog, Corn Chip. And he looks at his little chihuahua. Oh. Um, <laughs> corn Pudding, actually, is the name of the dog. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so gets in the cab, goes down to O'Grimacy's pub, owned by Terry O'Grimacy. The O'Grimacy family. <laughs> Do they smile often? Uh, only on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. And so he goes in, you know, Terry's you know, getting ready for, like, the, you know, the afternoon rush on the Saturday, right? He goes up to Terry. He's like, oh, hey, um, hey, Jimmy, like, how you doing, right? Terry says to Jimmy. Jimmy's like, hey, man, like, you, did you see me uh, talking to anybody last night? I was like, oh, good. I didn't think you would come in. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, yeah. So that guy, um, he left you this. He said you left it here. He said he was like a client of yours. <sighs> this. And fucking Jimmy's like. His heart rate's got to be pumping. Yeah, he's, he's a little concerned. Um, and so to, to back it up, like the last thing the guy said before Jimmy was like, fuck, this is too weird. I'm going back to my friends. The only thing he said that wasn't sort of about Jimmy was the phrase, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> no and as pressure. for what the guy looked like, Jimmy can't really remember. He asked Terry about it, and Terry finds him like hard to describe as well. But the one thing they do remember is his voice. Mm. You know what it sounded like? What did it sound like? It sounded like an older Eastern European man trying to fake an American accent. <laughs> the name escapes me. Um, and so Jimmy's like, uh, Terry's like, you, you okay? Like he said, you know, you were climbing. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just, just give me the middle envelope. So he's panicking, but he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm too stressed. I can't take the Kansas City, good Kansas City metro. Um, I'm going to have to take a cab. So he gets in a cab. He's going back home, freaking out. He still hasn't even opened the letter? Well, he's opening it in the cab, like for pride. Okay. Thing. So he opens it up. Time check? Seven minutes, 30 seconds. Okay. He opens it up. 
And this is where his blood really starts flowing. So the first thing he sees, there's, there's three pieces of paper. The first one is a blank white sheet, which says big day on Wednesday. Um, and he's like, I mean, I got promoted partner on Friday. I don't think there's, I don't have any meetings on Wednesday or anything. So that's weird. Um, he pulls out <laughs> the next okay. sheet of paper. The next sheet of paper says, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> again. Flips it again to the third sheet of paper. You want to know what the third sheet of paper is? What is it? It's Jimmy Vaughn's death certificate. Oh my God. Dated, his time of death is dated the Wednesday that hasn't yet happened. Oh my God. It is a big day. It is a big day. Clearly, it looks like he's going to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, and he's like, this has got to be a fucking prank. I'm like, yeah. but he's the seal, everything. Like he's an accountant. He does shit like this. I think seems um, official. Seems official. And he's like, there's a fucking autopsy report. He's like reading it. He's like, fucking attacked by wolves. What the fuck? This is Kansas city. Um, oh my God. A good one. There's not wolves running around. Um, <laughs> this makes no sense. So he, he's panicking. All right. He's stressed the fuck out. Yeah. And so uh, the last, well, he flips over the death certificate and scrawled on a, and like in cursive on the back is a, <laughs> don't fuck it up. I'll be seeing you. Um, yeah. And he's obviously fucking panicking. He goes home. He's going to tell his wife, Rabby, you know, and their dog, Corn Chip. Um, but he's so rushed that when he panics, he, um, he runs out of the car. And the taxi takes off and he left the fucking envelope with the evidence in there. Oh. So he walks Jimmy. in, tells his wife, uh, what's her name? Rabiola. He's like, and she's like, calm down, calm down. He's like, I have the documents. And he just, he, he realizes he left it in the cab. All right. So weekend rolls on. All right. Now he goes back to work on Monday. Obviously he's really fucking, he's not sleeping. Things Can't aren't concentrate. going you know, he's he's torn between thinking, I'm going crazy, I'm overreacting, this is a prank, or oh god, I don't want to get killed by wolves on Wednesday, right? There's a lot Five of minutes. a lot of emotions swirling around, right? Five minutes. Okay. So Monday goes fine. I mean, other than the terrible turmoil of emotions <laughs> on the inside. Other than extreme and existential dread every yeah, moment. Of course. Tuesday goes fine until the end of the day on Tuesday. He gets this, uh, you know, his boss, Craig, walks in. He's like, hey, we got yeah. this client, you know. Craig. Check out his numbers, right? Um, that's your, your account. Your math guy. Check out the numbers. And he starts <laughs> looking at the numbers. Um, and he's like, this is fucking weird. There's a lot of, like, uh, the Greek symbol Delta in this uh, in this." Uh, you know, this uh, earnings and revenue column. Uh, Where's the really earnings and revenue from? <laughs> exactly. Like a laundromat on 4th in Kansas City. The good one. Um, <laughs> time check? <laughs> Four minutes. Okay. So he's like, uh, hey, Craig, like, uh, where'd you get this? And they're like, um, oh, you know, we got we got it sent from the, the good laundromat on 4th in the good Kansas City. Uh, Why, you need to speak with the client? All Kansas like, City people refer to themselves as the good of course if they're from the good kansas city um so obviously he's like uh yeah, yeah, yeah. craig's like i oh, just go down to the the laundromat tomorrow right you know you know, sort it out with the guy all right and uh jimmy Vaughn's like fine okay whatever it'll keep me distracting from my impending wolf death possibility there's definitely not wolves in the laundromat yeah on fourth, at least, a good one in the good Kansas City. Um, <laughs> next minutes. day comes. He really hasn't slept all fucking night. Obviously, um, <laughs> he's all shattered, and uh, he goes down, gets in the cab, goes down to the laundromat towards the middle of the day, right? And he walks in. He sees the uh, the guy running the shop, whose name is uh, Sergio. Sergio runs the shop, the laundromat, mm. and Sergio's like, uh, "Hey, you know." Uh, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm from the accounting firm. CJ Raymond and Hunt came down and uh, 
gotta check those numbers. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but he hands him the book, right? And the the guy's like, uh, yeah, dude, this isn't mine. He's like, what? And he's like, um, yeah, I don't really keep track. This is kind of a laundering front, so you should <laughs> probably get out of here. But that's definitely not my book. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? And then he starts, so he walks out of the laundromat because obviously he doesn't want to get in mob trouble. Let me know when I have uh, a minute left. Okay. And he's walking down the, uh, the street and he's panicking, right? So he's looking through the book. And as he sees, he's flipping. He sees deltas, deltas, deltas. Then it starts changing to don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. And he's like thinking he's going full-blown psycho crazy, right? They're changing in front of his eyes. Yeah. Either that or he's just flipping through real fast, like one of those sticky note animations. Um, (laughs) And uh, so he's looking at it and he's like, I'm so fucking confused, right? Like he's really breaking down. And he gets to the last page of the book. And there's this equation on it, right? Time check? Uh, one minute, 15 seconds. Okay. So there's an equation on it, right? So a lot of delta symbols. He doesn't really understand it. I mean, he's good at math, but like he was never like a, a theoretical mathematics guy, right? Yeah. And he's looking at the fucking uh, the equation, and it's like, uh, I guess they need me to find the missing piece, right? And... He's like, this is fucking stupid. He just scribbles in fucking three. Um, Cause he's like, fuck this. I'm worrying over fucking nothing. Um, as soon as he fucking scribbles in three, he notices that the name on the back of the book is his in his own handwriting. He's like, this is fucking weird. All of a sudden fucking time wolves pour out of McNelly's jelly donut. Ah! <laughs> fucking, you know, rip him to fucking shreds it's bad and at this exact moment vorvo on level delta eight opens his fucking eyes (laughs) wide fucking eyes (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) that's the end i mean i think that's all that's all anybody needs to know (laughs) Uh, that's Listen, all you need to know deltas are complex yep and that's that's how yep <laughs> man this whole story was definitely not a uh, a uh, a scared straight program in the back of an algebra textbook telling two kids to pay attention and uh, not color their hands with weird egyptian symbols and not mess with the deltas oh fuck the deltas Anybody listening, you can just everything cast algebra. Illuminati.